0: One, two, one, two. Ahoy! Bonjour. Ciao. Hello. Hola. Oui.
1: Hello. Welcome to Give a Fuck, a podcast exploring what matters in culture, media, advertising, and whatever else we feel like discussing. But why is usually the question I get asked when I tell people that I moved from New York City, arguably the advertising capital of the world, to Dusseldorf, a city in the Rhineland of Germany that most Americans have never even heard of. My answer? Why the hell not? I wanted to get out of America, and out of my comfort zone. Well now I'm way out, in a city that is pretty big by German standards, but is downright quaint compared to Manhattan. Here I work as an advertising creative, as I did in New York. Things are a lot different for me here, both personally and professionally, and adjusting has been a process. But one thing that has kept me encouraged and motivated is working in this industry. Where people are weird and fun and creative no matter where in the world you are. Hi, my name's Sarah, and welcome to Give a Fuck. Today's episode is Adland Around the World.
2: Give a Fuck.
1: Being able to do a job I love in another part of the world is an opportunity that I don't take for granted. I'm grateful to be able to experience living in a foreign country while working in an industry that I'm familiar with. Of course, advertising is different wherever you go, but how different is it? Today I talk with a few expats who've worked in Adland all over the world, from the skyscrapers of Chicago to the design hub that is Milan. We'll explore how the advertising industry varies from country to country as well as the ups and downs of being an expat in the creative world. Finally, I'll talk with the CCO of Havas Dusseldorf about its focus on hiring international talent. To set the stage, why do agencies hire people from other countries? Sometimes it's a business need, a native speaker for a global account perhaps. Other times they're simply the best talent out there. And sometimes, talent being equal, they simply want fresh outside perspectives to diversify teams. All are valid reasons that lead to a more well-rounded workforce in terms of creativity and cultural diversity. But it's usually not easy to hire employees that require a visa. It can be a long and expensive process that varies from country to country. A lot of times it's difficult for companies to hire foreign employees unless they can prove that a national cannot fulfill the role. Once they go through all the trouble to obtain a visa and hire an expat, they had better hope that person can successfully integrate into a new society, many times without their help. stay for a while. So there's a lot of trust that has to take place on both the employer side and the employee side. So why would advertising professionals want to work outside of their home markets? What are the benefits? The challenges? Stay tuned to find out! Someone who is definitely adaptable to living in many different places is Arno Achiman, creative technologist and world traveler. So to start, can you tell me a little bit about where you've worked? I know it's been a lot of places. And in what capacity?
2: Okay, so I've had quite a long career because I've never been to university. So basically I've worked in a lot of continents. I've worked in Canada, I've worked in Ivory Coast. I work in Italy, which is Europe, and uh, Germany. And um, yes, I started my career in South Korea, but yes, I've worked around the world.
1: Pretty incredible. And what did you do in all these places?
2: Okay, when I, I first started, I was making uh, flyers for raves <laughs> and like techno parties, and I really, really enjoyed it. This is how I started. And then uh, moving forward, I started doing uh, movies and more like uh, skateboard movies and snowboard movies when I was in Canada. And then uh, I moved to Avricost, where I worked for a few months in the government, I guess. And then I moved to Italy, where I worked for almost 10 years in different roles, from art director to digital art director to senior, blah, 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 blah. And finally, I'm in Germany, where I'm doing the creative technologist.
1: And where are you from originally?
2: Oh, I was born in Coast, Abidjan.
1: So what keeps you, or what kept you moving around to all these different places?
2: Oh, I would say, like, uh, the reason why I move around is because I really like meeting new people. I always enjoy meeting new people, to be honest. And when you move around, it gives you, like, a bigger, like, experience of what can be done. Like, not every country has the same style of design. Some of them are more, like... uh, they say natural, some of them are more modern and depending where you are in which country you can really, it's hard to experience all kind of design. So I would say like I moved around to find, to find myself because I wasn't satisfied with my personal style.
1: Um, can you talk a little bit about what your experiences have been in Italy versus Germany?
2: okay that will be (laughs) it's going to be interesting because in italy i was a freelancer like uh, i had my own little uh, company so it was a different experience so let's say in italy uh, the work culture is a lot less relaxed like a lot less relaxed there's more saturdays more sundays more after hours and it's normal here in Germany, let's say that they, uh, they have more concern for the, the well-being of the workers. You know, you have normal working hours with certain, of course, a certain project, you have to do some work overtime, but it's very rare compared to Italy where it's like 90% overtime and 10% of life.
1: Yeah, so it seems to be a recurring fact that Germany has a good work-life balance.
2: Yeah, it is quite perfect because let's say uh, I can give you a nice kind of worldview experience of what the work ethic is, depending on the countries. And I would say like, uh, let's say when I was working in Canada, uh, it was we're younger, we're in a startup, so it was like oh, we're it was we're happy to be always at work and waking up at three a.m. to go film some movies and get the best shots. But the uh, the thing in Canada is how can I explain? Uh, they're not known for their like uh, world class art. World-class design. So it's more like uh, if you work in a startup uh, environment, you get to do a lot of crazy stuff and always kind of push the trend, you know, push forward. And I would say like uh, when you move to Italy, it's they come with four hundred years of art. They get like um, I mean what a uh, two thousand years. Sorry, two thousand years of art history. So it's very hard to. Uh, to, to bring something new because everyone is at the topmost game because if you want to work in Milan, you need to be at the topmost game of your design.
3: Would you
1: encourage people to work abroad and also if you have advice on how to integrate into a new place once you do move?
2: Uh, yes, I would encourage anyone like to just uh, do an experience. It should not be like a life-changing. Maybe you can just go to a new city for a few years and see how it works. But for me, you have the will to just do a new experience it's all about doing a new experience and i will tell everyone i know that is the most beneficial thing that one can do in life just moving around and meet new people because actually this is how i met my wife
1: great thank you that was awesome you're welcome speaking of purpose next up is jake bartonis a strategist extraordinaire who's hosted our podcast on The Purpose of Purpose, and is also an expat. Um, can you tell me a bit about where you've worked and in what capacity?
0: Yes, so I worked in three countries in advertising in so I started in Slovakia, that's where I'm from, where I worked for a year as a super junior account executive in digital department. Then I went to study more and then I worked in the UK, in Scotland for six months as a content strategist and then in Germany for three years.
1: So do you think strategy is valued differently by agencies and brands depending on where you are?
0: I think in the agencies in Germany and those are the way I worked, it's, it's valued quite a lot or maybe more um, because there's huge global clients that are quite international and they have loads of brands and big portfolios. So the brand planning work is is super required. It's super um, necessary to, you know, be sure which which um, brand serves which purpose under the umbrella of other brand and so on and so on. So this whole architecture is um, quite important here. In the UK I only work as a content strategist, which was something different. It's, it's more about, some outreach pr work and a lot of research in google analytics and what people like to read online and in slovakia I actually in slovakia I didn't work in the strategy department so i can't really say but the whole i work in a network agency there mm-hmm. and the whole the whole agency had only one planner so right. i guess it's not so no. <laughs> important <laughs> or not to that capacity as in here
1: so you think the the work-life balance in germany is a bit more fair for employees
0: and yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that the ad industry in general is fast paced and chaotic and I like it, it's definitely part of it, but definitely like in Slovakia, it was the most chaotic I've experienced and uh, the most fast paced ever. Then in Scotland was a little bit slower, but still somewhat fast. And uh, here I think it's the most like relaxed one, Mm -hmm. like even the like, of course we have days which we have a lot to do and we have to stay late or whatever, but it doesn't happen so often mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: Yeah. No. And what's it like in, tell me more about Slovakia because I'm mm-hmm. sure our audience is less familiar with that place.
0: I can talk about it quite a <laughs> lot. So as I said, it was the most fast paced and the most chaotic place that I worked in and agency wise, mm-hmm. but I loved it. I think it's great because I was only, only 21. So I finished my bachelor's and just went straight into this job as a digital account. And I think they were like, oh, you're 21. So you got to work in the digital and they part <laughs> up, It's like, okay, sure, but I honestly didn't even know what like HTML stood for or how to create a banner. Like I was learning on the job a lot. Um, but that's what initially catalyzed my love for advertising industry because I still really like it and I enjoy it, I think it's great.
1: What was the most surprising thing um, you found when you first moved abroad. So I guess to to Scotland. What was the first interesting, frustrating, most surprising thing when you moved away from your home country? Well,
0: I first moved away actually to study, which wasn't in either of these countries that I just mentioned. I studied mm-hmm. in the Netherlands for okay. three years. Okay. And also in I studied in Bangkok for a year. Oh wow. So I've lived in a few countries, but I worked in advertising only in like, okay. Slovakia, mm-hmm. Scotland, and mm-hmm. Germany. Uh, So when I moved to Netherlands, initially, the most surprising thing was I don't know, I guess they still appreciated a lot of paperwork and bureaucracy, Mm -hmm. but then I moved to Germany and I understood that it's even possible to appreciate even more bureaucracy than in the Netherlands. So that was the the biggest sort of Yeah, Germany
1: is shockingly analog. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure, finding apartments um, is always sort of like every expat has the same same experience
1: and um, can we go back to what you said about um, Germans being more direct Um, and is it is that something that you appreciate is it something that you had to get used to when you got here Um, is it a bit abrasive at times or how how do you feel about it
0: i think in the beginning it was something that i had to get used to because i moved alone and my partner came like four months after me so i had time to like set up the whole thing and be in germany and my colleagues were nice, they were not necessarily mean at all, but they were just super coy, so to say, like, they would be like, what are your plans for the weekend? And I said, oh, you know, nothing really, because I don't know anyone or anything. They're like, okay, have a great weekend, bye. I was like, mm, I thought maybe you were going to ask me and I don't, of course, I'm not going to like inject myself into your lifestyle, yeah. uh, but it was happening a lot. Yeah. Uh, So I had to get used to that. But now I appreciate it. Now I like. But it is because I've been here for over three years and I have my circle of friends and I have my comfortable circle of of people and activities that I do. And I like to keep to them and work within that circle. Sure.
1: And here is one of those German colleagues who herself has been an expat, Vanessa Kirchhoff, managing director here at Havas Düsseldorf.
3: Um I have started working in advertising in Germany at BBDO. Um, So I guess my expat story started when I um, just was promoted to account director. And I realized that um, BBDO sent a lot of people abroad, Uh, but it was only creatives. It was only the creative colleagues. And I got really pissed off. And I was like, why is that? I'm an account person, but I still want to work abroad. So I approached the CEO at the time and I asked if it's possible to, you know, move abroad for a little bit of time. And surprisingly, he said, yes so it took a while Um, eventually um, the New York headquarter raised their hand and said well if you um, want to work um, abroad, why don't you come to New York? We have a couple of uh, international accounts, and uh, go and and help us there. Um, so I did it, and that's how it all started. I returned after a while, and worked in Germany again, and but just I, I just had the feeling that uh, my expat career wasn't I wasn't quite done with it yet. So I uh, made the decision to actually move to the U.S. for good. And um, started working in Chicago, um, so I worked in Chicago for um, for a while. Then uh, planned to move back to Europe um, and started flirting with some with some UK agencies um, because again, like Germany was a little too much for me. The UK was somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It felt, and um, then. Out of nowhere, I got recruited for New York and I landed in New York again. So I was—I spent another four years in New York um, and I worked on um, a few global accounts there for BBDO New York. And um, I was also part of an agency that's um, specialized in, in health. Um, it's an Omnicom agency called HealthWork. So mainly the account side,
1: throughout all of these uh, different places. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about what you see as the biggest differences between working in Germany on the account side of advertising and, and I guess New York and Chicago, just US versus Germany?
3: I think it's not so much about um, the account side, but um, advertising, working in advertising in general. Um, so working in New York, you pretty much immediately get the feeling and I'm, I'm not talking about New York because I think Chicago is a little bit of mm-hmm. a different story, but working in New York and advertising, you pretty much get, um, you, you, you understand, okay, this is the place where advertising was born or grew up. Um, it's. Um, It it reminds me a little bit of when I started working in advertising here in Germany. It was way more, it was way sexier back then. There was a lot of glitz and glamour and um, there were big agency networks um, that paid Uh, low salaries, and you worked hours and hours, um, and it was all about the the pride working for one of those big agencies, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in Germany, when I returned to Germany, I felt like, oh, it has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, people are liking their jobs, but they are doing a job, you know, like, it's a regular job. And um, in New York or in the States, it still has this you know, a little bit of glamour when when it when you when you talk about um, the ad industry, it has a little bit of a different positioning than here in Germany, maybe. And okay, so having lived and worked
1: abroad, and now you're home, you're back where you're from. Uh, are you here for good?
3: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I'm here for a while. Let's put it that way. Great. No, I made a pretty conscious decision um, returning to the um, to to Germany um, for many reasons. Obviously, there were a couple of um, personal reasons for that decision um i still love new york i still love um, the states Um, i have a lot of friends there friends who became family to me but my family is here in germany which um, is very important to me Um, it's also um you know it's interesting because in new york i always had the feeling i did a pretty good job and when i moved to uh, germany it it felt differently it it almost felt like i um, how can I say this? Um, I I was I could I could actually make a difference mm-hmm. here, um, and that's not because I've, I I had seen it all in New York and I was all of a sudden so super wise and absolutely not. But um, it felt like I had a little bit of a different um, mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, living abroad, getting to know another culture, getting to know other ways of working, um, also seeing that some processes are exactly the same. It doesn't matter where in the world you work within this industry, but some are so, so different. And like just having that experience, I had the feeling like returning to to, uh, Germany, I could really make a difference in in many aspects. And that was super satisfying and probably the most motivating, driving thing. Would you encourage other advertising professionals to work abroad? 100. percent I think there is nothing um, richer than um, learning, in general, generally speaking, than learning um, about another culture, learning um, about new ways to approach things, to approach work, um, getting to know, um, yeah, and, and the, the same industry from a very different perspective, and. You know, it's like, for me, it, it, it was, I, I didn't pick up everything or I didn't choose everything, right? I For myself, I um, it helped me grow a lot. Um, I would say that my time abroad, um, like tripled my experience, but it also tripled like, and, it, and they, those experiences were good and bad, mm-hmm. right? So um, I saw what was much better than in my home country. And I saw other things that I think, f- f- from my own perspective weren't so great And so I basically was able to pick what I liked and things that I didn't like and create um you know my own style. And I think if you uh, of course you have your own style when you live in one country and you work in one country but um it's just so um inspiring and um and so rich to get other experiences and be able to choose from them. Um, So I would highly recommend it to everyone. Um, If you guys have the chance to actually work abroad, not only for a year, but maybe also for a few years. I don't, I'm not saying that it needs to be um, for that long, right? It doesn't need to be for 10 years and plus. Um, But just for just being in a country for for a few years um, helps your perspective, um, helps you grow um, as a person and as a professional tremendously. so yes I would definitely recommend it great cool cool um, thank you for inviting me over
2: yeah that was awesome um, <laughs> good give a fuck
1: well that was fun chatting with all of my expat comrades Finally, to get an agency perspective on why HaVas Germany gives a fuck about hiring internationally, I spoke with HaVas ECD Europe and CCO Group Germany, Eric Schüffler. So, my first question for you is, uh, what is HaVas's point of view and goals when it comes to hiring internationally?
4: Well, I mean, I can only speak for HaVas Germany knowing that a lot of friends uh, in other offices and other countries see it uh, pretty similar. Um, we, we definitely believe that we should have as many different people from different areas, from different nationalities. Um, the, the, the more we have, the, the better we are as a group. That's what we believe. Um, I remember when I started at Havas, a little bit more than four years ago. There were almost no foreigners. Um, It was a pretty German agency, which made sense because most of the clients were German. Uh, But still, we felt that if we managed to get in people with different ideas from different cultures, um, that this would really add to the, let's say, the culture, but also to the quality of the work
1: when did this process start where you really wanted to kind of hire people internationally
4: I mean for me it started a lot earlier I was I was working at DDB at the time but before I started at Havas and there we had the experience already and we saw the the benefits from a from a let's say diverse agency place and and we we took the decision pretty early that we want to take these benefits and also bring it to Havas and um, with that decision um, we started to look for people, we started to talk to people and looking for, for people who are willing to take the challenge and um, it was also a challenge for, for the people at Havas, for the for the German speaking people. Sure. Um, we, at, a, at a certain point of time we decided to change the agency, the official agency language uh, to English and that was um, that was a challenge for the people and that was, wasn't was easy and and we asked a lot from the people um, that had been at Havas before and not everyone speaks English very well, um, but we felt it is the right decision and I do think after four years now, um, we, we also s- definitely see the benefits.
1: When I guess you came on and, and you began to really trying to hire more internationally, were there any administrative or human resources um, additions, changes that you made to help facilitate that process?
4: Yeah, we felt that, especially with some countries, um, it is difficult because the the laws and and also the, the German government has some restrictions that ask for a lot of paperwork. So that was something also for the HR department, where they had to kind of get up, um, get up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, but I think we we improved a lot, mm-hmm. and which which is better for the people who are starting now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but but that's the process. And and we were talking of barriers and, and challenges before. There will always be something that could hold us back from from still doing it. And I think we should never stop doing it because again, the benefits are, are so much um, better and, and, and so much bigger than the obstacles we have to overcome.
1: Right.
4: Yeah, maybe it's it's interesting to mention that we, at the moment, we speak 20 languages in the agency which I think is stunning,
1: Justin Dusseldorf.
4: Justin wow. Dusseldorf. Justin Dusseldorf. That's um, incredible. And I didn't know that. We we just um, did a research uh, because I wanna, yeah, I, I wanted to know because I felt, hey, there are so many people from different areas of, of this planet. Um, let's let's try to find out. It was twenty, wow. which is which is great. Yeah, that's
1: pretty incredible. Good.
4: Good. If everyone's happy, clap your hands.
2: (laughs) Give a fuck.
1: In closing, I think it's fair to say most advertising expats love their experiences and would encourage others to live and work abroad. I certainly would. And I think, as we continue to become a more global society, employees who have worldly experiences, even within one specific industry, will become increasingly sought after. However, it's not easy. Discussing all the hurdles to being hired, moving, and settling in a new country would be a whole nother episode in itself. Depending on where you go, complicated rental processes mean you could be hopping around from Airbnb to Airbnb for a while before you're settled. Weird bank practices mean you may not get paid right away. And language barriers mean you may not make friends or feel integrated with coworkers as soon as you would if you moved or switched jobs within your own country. Still, the experience of living and working abroad is unmatched. If you think it could be worth it for you, I suggest exploring what's out there as far as positions for international talent within your agency and professional networks, and reaching out to people who've already made the move abroad. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thanks for giving a fuck and listening. I'd like to give special thanks to my guests Arno, Jake, Vanessa, and Eric. Dankeschön! Please leave comments and feedback for us at giveafuck.net, and find out more about my host agency, Havas Germany, at meaningfulbrands.com. Once again, my name is Sarah, and until next time, keep giving a fuck.
2: Give a fuck.